Well, good morning, Journey. Uh, as Pastor Christian said, my name is Ryan, and I'm the Connections Pastor here. And man, we've known each other for a long time. We've become great friends. We've done a lot of great ministry together. It's hard to believe we were uh, 24 and 21-year-olds back in 1998, uh, but it's, it's uh, always a, a privilege and an honor to get to come and, and share a message with the church, whether you're watching from right here in our community or from around the world. And we've really enjoyed and loved seeing, as many of you have posted, hashtag together, uh, journey together, I should say. And we've gotten to see you with all of these great family pics and having church together at your home. Save me some bacon and eggs and a cinnamon roll. Pour me a cup of coffee. Man, I would love to be there with you. And so, uh, as Pastor Christian said, we're starting this new series called One Another. And we thought it necessary. We wanted to make sure we had an opportunity to share with you what the Bible has to say about coming together, what it has to say about being together, even though we can't physically uh, what does it say about spiritual community and how we're supposed to interact with each other? In fact, uh, we've called it one another because as you read your Bible, you see all of these one another statements. In fact, the Bible has uh, over uh, in just the New Testament over 100 times that you see that. And in 94 verses, in fact, the one that we're going to look at today we'll be there in a moment, actually has three instances of love one another just in that verse. Um, you know, although we can't come together, we can still be together. And these one another passages that we're going to look at are specific commands, many of them from Jesus, that we're supposed to follow. In fact, they form the basis of true Christian community. Um, today, we're going to focus on one of those one another's. One of them in particular from John chapter 13, it's uh, from Jesus, and we are really excited because we really believe it forms a strong basis that we'll focus on over the next couple of weeks as we go through this One Another series. Uh, I want to encourage you to open your Bibles to John chapter 13, open the JCI app, and pull. you can pull up the sermon notes. Um, but before we do that, uh, I want to encourage you, uh, I want to just let you know what our goals are for today. As I thought about it, what I wanted the goals to be for this message, and that is to understand the new command that Jesus gave. Uh, and then secondly, it is to realize that to love one another, we must interact in community. These two things are super important, and so I hope you very clearly will be able to uh, grab onto these today as we look at the text and as we unpack it. But like always, we want to open in prayer. We want to ask God to speak to our hearts. So would you just bow your heads and take a deep breath? Can we just take a deep breath together, just giving all of our needs, all of our wants, uh, uh, all, all the things that are on our heart? Can we just say, God, we, we need you. Would you please speak to our hearts? Would you pray with me now? Father, we love you. We ask that you would speak to us this morning. We're listening. Uh, we need you to, to penetrate our hearts. Some of us are coming with heavy burdens. Some of us are coming because we have some real needs. Some of us, we have some things we want to do in our life for you that we know you want to do, and we want to listen. We want to follow what your word says. So speak to our hearts today as we unpack your word. Father, we love you, and we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, hopefully you have your Bibles open to John chapter 13. Right before I read this, I want to let you know this is from the Apostle John. He would have hung out. He would have had a lot 
of one another's with Jesus. He often says he was the disciple that Jesus loved. They, they had a great relationship together. So he spent a lot of time in spiritual community. And so we learn from him today in John chapter 13, and it's in verses 34 and 35. It says a new, a new commandment. A new commandment I give to you that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. So we learn three things or two things from Jesus today. He says this three times. He says, love one another, love one another, have love for one another. And we learn from Jesus, number one, he tells us we have a new command to love one another. And, you know, as I thought about it, I thought, why, why is this new? We hear about love throughout the Bible, especially in the New Testament. We hear about love. Moses, in Leviticus 19.18, he told us to love your neighbor as yourself. So Jesus is giving us a higher standard. He's giving us a higher standard than that. Uh, Jesus actually commanded us to love each other as he loved us. He says, to love as I have loved you. So he's raising it to a higher level. He is now our example. He is the one we're supposed to love like. I know several weeks ago we mentioned to you about watching The Chosen. And my family has loved it. We have been uh, watching and we, we zoomed through it. In fact, I think we want to watch it again because it was so powerful. Many of you have done the same. It's the story of Jesus from the book of John. And in it, there we are introduced to this man who is who's not Jesus. But I'll tell you this. If I could live my life to be just half of what this character is represented, boy, I'd be a better man. I would love better. I would be more patient. I'd be more kind. And as I have watched this character, it has brought the Bible to life. I've, I've been to Israel, and so as I've, as I've been there, it's brought the Bible to, to life. But as I've, as I've seen uh, this man who's just a character, we know Jesus is way more loving. And this is the standard that Jesus was setting it, that we should love each other. We should love other fellow believers. Uh, we should love them like he loved us. So it's this high standard. And, you know, as I thought about it, we, we all love to belong, right? Many of us have been a part of. I thought about when I grew up, you know, I was a part of a, you know, a club and we, we'd have sporting teams and we'd identify ourselves by what we were wearing. I thought about it, you know, when I was uh, in um, like second, third grade, big wheels were a big deal. And we had a big wheel gang. Like we owned our street. We would ride our big wheels so much, we actually, some of you can relate to this. You're, you're, you're watching at home, you're thinking, I had a big wheel. Man, I, my kids d- didn't really have a big wheel. Um, but I, we'd have to change our tires or get a brand new big wheel because we would be riding them so much, we would literally like, the tires would be gone because, you know, it had that brake and you just slam the brake and skid out. And, you know, you were in a gang. You roll up to someone's driveway like we have arrived. You know, so people love to be a part of a group. When I went to college, I joined a fraternity and we had a special handshake. You know, I can't tell you, you know, I'd have to kill you um, in a special code word. Right. Uh, that only me and my fraternity brothers. But but we we had a bond. We we belonged and, and we were tight and we and we still are even to this day. 
But, you know, today in the world, there are many groups. There are a lot of people that belong to a variety of groups. There are all kinds of them. People are identified uh, by wearing the same uniform, or they have a group based on their, their shared interest, or their shared alma mater, or, or their shared political party. People, uh, there are millions of groups in, in why people belong. And one group has tattoos, one has a certain haircut, uh, one, one wears a special hat. There's all kinds of ways that people identify themselves. Some don't eat meat. Uh, there's just so many ways that people identify themselves as a group. But the church is unique. The church is unique. See, by giving this command, Jesus did something the world had never seen before. He established a group, a group of people who were identified by one thing, by love. They were identified by love. Here's what's important. Skin, skin color doesn't matter. You're identified by love. Your, your native language doesn't matter. You're identified by love. There, there are no rules or diet restrictions or special hats you have to wear, special shirts you have to wear. You're identified by your love. And that changed me. As a person who didn't grow up in church and, and did plenty of things I'm not proud of in my life, as I began to see people who lived in these relationships of love where they cared for each other and they loved each other, people I worked with, some of my family members, I, I began to see something different and it changed me. I began to see people who were identified by love. You see, followers of Jesus are identified by their love for each other. Followers of Jesus are identified by their love for each other. And in order to live like Jesus, since he is the standard of how we're supposed to love one another. We really believe that we should know him. We should learn how he lived. We should know how to love each other. And that's why we have been doing the Pentecost Challenge. Uh, Many of you followed with us. We've been doing the Pentecost Challenge. We've been uh, answering these two questions as we've read through not only the book uh, of Luke, but also the book of Acts. And we've been looking at what, what do I see about Jesus or learn about Jesus in his church? And how does that make me want to worship Jesus? We're, we're trying to learn more about him. And then you can see the scriptures every day in the book of Luke and the book of Acts. And then some of you might say, well, I'm, I'm not sure how to dig out things about Jesus. I, I'm new to the faith. I, I'm not real sure. So we've been having a daily prayer at noon. Uh, Monday through Saturday on Facebook Live, where you can uh, follow with us. Our staff have been taking turns every day just unpacking the Scripture because we really believe if you're going to live like Jesus, we should know Him. We should learn how He loved others, how He treated others. To follow His command, this new command to love one another like He loved others, we really believe that we should know Him that we should be so ingrained with his word that what comes out of us is him. And so he gave us a new command, and that was to love like he loved. Now, the second thing we learned from Jesus is that living in community is the way we show the love of Jesus to the world. I want you to focus on this one. Living in community is the way we show the love of Jesus to the world. So in John chapter 13, verse 35, I want to read this again to you. And if you have your Bibles open, I want you to circle this third word. By this, all 
will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. All will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. You know, right now in our world, people are paying attention to Christians and they're paying attention to the church. And there's some great examples. There's some not so great examples. But it says, uh, Jesus tells us that all will recognize us. All will recognize us by our loving deeds. You know, so church, I want to encourage you that the world is watching. Yes, they're watching what you post on Facebook. Yes, they're watching what you put on Instagram. But they are watching your life in how you love others. And some of them are going to, they're going to watch for a long time. Some of them have been watching you for a long time. They're seeing how we love each other in the midst of this coronavirus. They're seeing how we love each other in the midst of people in need and people hurting. And some people may have been watching you for a long time and their life is beginning to change. I know in my life I had family members that I prayed for for a long time. Uh, And I'm so excited that after, some of them after 20 years of praying for them and just praying that they would, you know, not, not follow what I want them to follow, but follow Jesus because he's the one that changed my life. And I wanted the same peace and joy and, and, and eternal life for them. And so I'm so thankful that my wife's uncle, Mike, who we had so many debates over the years of just conversations. He, you know, he loved to kind of lovingly jab me and we'd have these great conversations. And he came to faith in Christ just a a few months before he succumbed to cancer, and I got an opportunity to baptize him. And it was a great joy in my life. And then recently, my uncle, my uncle Tim, Uncle Tim, I love you. I know you're watching. And my uncle Willie came to came to Christ uh, uh, at our. Christmas Eve services. And so I'm so thankful for the love that my hope is that they got to see for so long and it finally penetrated their hearts to realize there was a God that loved them. Because all the world is watching. All the world is watching to see if we're going to love each other and obviously have a great spiritual community that we can then show others this great love. But if you're not living in community, maybe you're watching and you've, you've got no... You've got no community. You've got no spiritual community. You're not connected with other believers. You might say, well, how, how can we show the love of Jesus to the world? And you might even say, how do, we, how do we do this in the midst of this physical distancing, this social distancing? How can, how can we do that? Now, as, as we've said before, and I think Pastor Christian said, you know, the, the best way, of course, is in person. It's, it's the easiest. But there are so many ways even now that you can love others, that you can be together, although you may not always be together physically. Um, you know, I want to I share with you, yes, I'm the Connections Pastor, but as a guy who just so many years ago had his life changed because he got connected to spiritual community, who got connected in a men's group, who got, who got connected to serving together with other people. I found a spiritual community, community that loved me and helped me to grow. Can you see that as the lens of what I want to share with you next? Some of you have been watching, um, and some of you have been maybe watching for a long time. Maybe you were even attending our church for a long time, but you've never quite gotten connected. You, If you filled out a card now, it might you might... 
it might say that you're a first-time guest because you never, ever turned one in because you just thought, well, I'm not sure that I want to get connected. Um, but you actually would consider yourself maybe an, a part of our church. And, we're, we, and we know we've got people on every spectrum, and we love you, and we're glad you're tuning in. But can I encourage you to do this? Can I encourage you to get connected? Can I encourage you to even do this? Can I encourage you to give us uh, your connection card, not so that we have your information, but so that we can help you find great spiritual community so that you can grow. You can literally text Journey Connect to 474747, and you can get the connection card, and it can begin a process of, not overnight, but maybe over the next few months, let us walk with you on establishing some great Christian community from one guy who had his life changed over the years. I met Pastor Christian at a, at a men's group. Uh, so it, it helped transform my life. I want to encourage you to do the same today. Now, great community happens in our small groups, and we've had, we've had video calls with people where a great community is happening and encouragement is happening. But let me say this, and, and hear me right. Don't, don't misquote me as I say this next thing. Please don't misquote me. Uh, physical distancing is smart. Social distancing is dumb. I hope you heard me right. Physical distancing is smart. Social distancing is dumb. Um, we actually need to increase. We actually need to increase our social connection during this time of quarantine. And it needs to increase. Yes, physical distancing is smart, right? Especially for, for high-risk people and, and, and to try to, to keep us all as healthy as possible. But in this time, we need to increase our connections with other people. We need to be more connected than ever before. We can't distance ourselves from community, especially in the face of pandemic. We need community. We need each other. You know, I've done a little research on this. I do a lot with men of our church, and and I have researched isolation because men and women, but men especially, can get busy, and they can isolate themselves. And there's actually been research done about how that's actually very detrimental to the health. It's becoming one of the leading problems, and literally men are dying because of some of the health uh, implications, emotionally, physically, and certainly spiritually, of isolation. In fact, uh, I have a quote here from a, a man who's who's done a lot of research on it. He, he's actually written a book. Uh, he is the 19th uh, Surgeon General. He was the past Surgeon General, Vivek Murthy, and he recently was interviewed, and, and this is what he said. He said, if we use this time to more intentionally focus on our relationships, to think more deeply about what role and what place human connections and relationships have on our priority list, then I think there's a chance we may actually be able to come out of here stronger. Man, what, what, what a, a bold statement that we actually could come out of this stronger if we will have community, if we will love each other, if we will be there for each other. So, so Jesus tells us we need each other. An, an, an expert tells us that we need each other. So I think it's quite clear that we need community. We need it. So let me, let me close with some, so giving you some really practical ways that we can love each other 
physically distant, uh, how, co- how we can love each other and show the love of Jesus. Uh, as I researched, um, I wanted to share with you some of the verses that talk about loving one another, because we, we said uh, there were so many of these verses in the New Testament. Actually, I don't know if you knew, one-third of them talk about loving one another. And so uh, I don't know if you've done what I've done, but a lot of times when Pastor Christian will show something on the screen, uh, yes, I've got my notes open, but I'm trying to figure out how to quickly write these down. Take a picture of your TV right now. Like, just take a picture. And here's what I want to encourage you. Read these. Meditate on these. If you want to know what God wants you to do, what Jesus wants you to do, take a look at these. So they're categorized in five different ways. He tells us to love one another. We looked at John 13. There's several others that I want you, want you to, to look into these. He tells us through love, serve one another. We're going to look at that one a little bit more in detail in a moment. We're to tolerate one another in love. Now, some of you have been quarantined with each other for a while. You need to focus on this one. You may be beginning to get on each other's nerves and you're just itching to get out. So read what Paul says in Ephesians 4, 2 there. It says to greet one another with a kiss of love. Better hold off on that one. Uh, not exactly something we should do in a, in a physical distancing time unless you're there with your spouse. Um, Number five is to be devoted to one another in love. So we have these love one another verses that are so important, and I think they give us a great basis for how the Bible, how Jesus tells us, how Paul tells us that we're to love one another. Now, I already pointed out John 13, but I wanted to focus for a moment on Galatians 5.13. Galatians 5.13 says, For you were called to freedom. Brethren, only do not turn your freedom into an opportunity for the flesh. In other words, some of you, maybe you have a little more time right now. You, you have some freedom. Don't use that as an opportunity for the flesh. I, I believe he's saying, but instead, but through love, serve one another. Serve one another. And so I want to give you some very practical ways today. See, I grew up in the age of David Letterman. And David Letterman had all these great top ten lists. Some funny, not so funny. Uh, but he'd have these top ten lists. And um, so I asked several people, I said, can you let me know how you have loved others in this season or how you have received love in this season? And so I got some great responses. And I want to share these with you. These are ten safe and practical ways to lovingly serve one another, like like this would be another opportunity, like take a picture of the screen when I'm done, because I, I, my hope is we begin to hear story after story of people who've been impacted by the love of Jesus followers all in, around our community and beyond. So can I share these with you? Again, these are 10 safe, practical ways to lovingly serve one another. Number 10, send a handwritten note. As far as I have heard, there's a short on toilet paper but there's not a shortage on paper. So write a handwritten note. These are so important. You might think, well, there's other ways, and there are. But send a, send a note to someone. Boy, it shows so much that you care. Um, so send them a, a note. Number nine, take a meal to friends who are in the workplace still. I know we have a lot of people who are essential workers, uh, and they, they've been working, and life is, is, is not only been normal, normal, but it's been busier. 
meaning they're still working and they still have family challenges, but then they're still coming home. And some of you, maybe you have a little more time. I want to encourage you, take a meal to them. Say, hey, we're just thinking about you. We know you've had so much going on. A lot of times we do that in the church when people are in the hospital or people are sick. But in this case, can you, can you find a way that you could encourage someone by taking a meal to them and allowing them to feel the love of Christ in that way? So number eight, I want to encourage you to secretly deliver a surprise blessing box. This might be my favorite, actually. Now, I, I heard this may have possibly happened when I was younger. I don't know that I was ever involved per se, but I want to encourage you to have a spiritual ding-dong ditch. Again, I heard this has happened before. I don't know that I've ever been involved in this, but I want to encourage you to put together a package to bless someone, to put together some some food items or, or maybe a little financial blessing for someone and literally take it to their door ring the doorbell, knock on the door, and run like crazy, and then sneak behind a bush and watch the joy in their heart as they see someone care for them. Man, I I would love to hear story after story of these happening all over because of God doing a great work. So secretly deliver a surprise blessing box. Number seven, bake some treats to be delivered as part of meals for senior adults. I know a lot of places, some meals have been taking in uh, to, to people who haven't been able to get out bake. Some of you love to bake. So I want to encourage you to to bake some treats. It's just to say, hey, I've got some brownies. I've got some cookies. And I wouldn't just tell someone I love them by doing something extra. Number six, I want to encourage you to set up a video call to share an encouraging word or devotional. You know, we've been doing so many great uh, video calls with people. And some of those maybe are church-led or by your small group. But I want to empower you. Know that you can do this. You can do it. You can get a free account. You could FaceTime somebody and just say, hey, I haven't seen your face in a while. And I just wanted to, can we just pray together? Can we just, can I share a little devotional from my time in the Word in this Pentecost challenge with you? I want to encourage you. This is how we love one another. This is how we have spiritual community. Not just like, well, I'll wait until someone leads me to do that. Let's, let's, let's be ministers. Let's, let's care for others. Number five, run some errands for someone who is high risk. There's some folks who have needed to stay home and will for a while. Offer to check in with them, call them, uh, and say, hey, can I run an errand for you? They would be blessed by that. And others would see your love and compassion for, for people. Number four, support fellow Christian small businesses as things begin to, to open up. And I know some of you have already been doing this. You've been doing takeout for a local business. You know the owner. Uh, but, but support each other. Find ways to encourage others who are trying to make it financially in this season by supporting their small business. Number three, send a text or a call to pray for someone. I know we said send a handwritten note at first, but... I know right now a lot of us, it's it's a text. Um, so I want to encourage you to do that. Find one person a day that you can just, how you doing? Checking in with you. Set a goal for how many you want to do a week. Just not to achieve a goal, but to achieve connection. To achieve loving others and helping them to know that someone cares. Number two, let healthcare workers and first responders know of your appreciation. This is so important. So many have been in harm's way and so many have been working tireless hours. Let them know. Many of them are at our church. Thank you to so many uh, who are a part of our church. 
I saw some amazing appreciation the other day just recently on the way to the line of duty. An officer in Overland Park uh, just a, a couple weeks ago was killed. And I actually stopped with my family. They did a little parade to honor him, um, Officer Mike Mosher, and it was such a blessing. I brought tears to my eyes to see the community come out to support and sirens for miles just supporting this man and, and, and what he did to, to help keep us safe. And then number one, serve the community with each other. I think it says so much to not only each of us as we serve together, safe distance and safe distance, but so many of these places you can still be a part of serving together, loving each other. If you are interested in knowing what we're doing and how you can be involved, if you want to make a difference, you can text Journey Serve to 474747 and be a part of us impacting this community. Not only loving each other, but loving them and helping them to know how important it is for us to show the love of Jesus so that all the world will know who he is. So I want to encourage you to, to do these. Don't let them just be something you heard and it was a good idea. And I hope you'll let us know. I hope you'll let us know. Post uh, something, again, not to pat yourself on the back, but just to say, hey, we're in this together. Let's love together. You know, I love the thought that Paul shares in his letter to Philemon. It's a one-chapter book of the Bible, and there's such a powerful verse in there. It's verse 7, and Paul says it, and I want to kind of end with this. He says it... um, This thing's not that easy, by the way. You know, Pastor Christian makes this thing look like effortless. He's awesome at it, so I I knew I was going to mess up, so there it was. Uh, But Philemon verse 7 says this, Your love has given me great joy and encouragement because you, brother, have refreshed the hearts of the Lord's people. Man, what a powerful—that is what we are to do. That's what Jesus was commending Paul and others to do. And then now Paul was saying, way to go. I've heard about how you've been refreshing the hearts of other people. And my closing question to you is, does your presence refresh the hearts of others with love? Does your presence in people's life, does it refresh the hearts of others with love? Are you known by your love? Do people feel it? Do people sense it? I think that's that's how Jesus wants us to love others. We will be known by our love as we follow him. Can we pray this morning asking that to be true of us? Would you, wherever you are, would you just bow your head in this moment and can we pray together as we close our service? Father, we, we know that the best way to love like Jesus is is to experience your love, which, which you showed us. You showed us through the sacrifice of your son, Jesus, for our sins. In our flesh, we, we don't naturally love like you. And so we need a relationship with Jesus to do it. And so if you're listening, wherever you're at, in Lee Summit or around the world, if you're listening and you've not begun a relationship with Jesus, where you've asked him to forgive you of your sins and to become your the leader of your life, to become your savior, to become the Lord of your life so that you can follow him and love like him. If you would like to do that today, would you, in this moment, would you open your heart? You can pray a prayer simply like this. Right right where you are, you can pray 
this with a sincere and open heart to Jesus. Jesus, I need you. I need your love. I I need your hope. I need your forgiveness. And I need your direction in my life. Today, I want to follow you. Today, I give my life to you. Come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. I want to be a follower of Jesus. If that's you today, we in a moment, we want you to tell us about it and we want to celebrate with you. For those of you who are listening who are already followers of Jesus, would you pray with me as well? Because perhaps you're saying, you know, I'm not loving like Jesus. People wouldn't see Jesus in my life. Would you pray something like this? Father, help me to love others like Jesus. And as he was an example of how to love, help me to be an example of how to love others. As I spend time learning about Jesus through your word and through memorizing, through meditating on it, would you help me to become more like Jesus? Help me to refresh others as Paul encouraged Philemon and recognized his refreshing of fellow believers. Let us be known by love. Help us to establish great spiritual community. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.